Okay, so we have um, a time for sharing. What has God put on your heart? Who is running the mics today? Thank you, Jody. <clears throat> As you're thinking there, I was, um, I think it was Friday night, I was reviewing John. 15. And in John 15, Jesus says that um, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will. And we were discussing that a little bit. You know, Paul asked what he would, he wanted to be healed. And God evidently said no, so God answered him. Um, but Paul asked three times. He didn't just say, oh, well, God doesn't care about me. But he asked and got an answer. But what spoke to me is, what things am I asking for? Um, verse 3 in this song we just sang, strike from our feet the fetters that bind. Lift from our lives the weight of our wrong. We know these are things God wants to do. Teach us to love with heart, soul, and mind. These are all things that God wants to do. Am I asking for those things? I can be. Is there a fetter that's binding? Why do I just say, well, it's been like that for 10 years? I guess it's always going to be that way. How about we get loud a little bit and say, God, deal with this thing. You know, ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Um, am I walking as a child of God? He has told us that's, that's one part of that walk. Now, am I going to get everything that I asked for? I don't think so. I mean, Paul's an example of that. But I am going to get an answer, <clears throat> and I can be confident that God hears. And God might say no, but am I asking for? What am I asking for? <clears throat> and I think, too, as we go along in life, maybe God can refine the things, the desires of my heart, so that I'm asking for different things than I might when I first start asking. But <clears throat> there's a lot of things in this song right here. Kindle our hearts to burn with thy flame. Hmm. Everybody likes to go see fires, right? My children, there was a grass, big grass fire. I don't know, did you run to that one, Ryan? When was that, two weeks ago or something? Probably, what, five miles east of us. There's a lot of people just drove from all over the place. I don't know, what was you guys? You guys showed up to help, maybe? Yeah. And so, but fires attract. You know, we're like, wow, let's go see if we can help. Let's go see. You think this fire attracts? It does. 
God's flame, the Holy Spirit, is attractive. He draws people. He drew me and is still drawing me. <clears throat> Anyone else? <clears throat> Seven fifty one, sure. With wings as eagles, seven fifty one. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. How do eagles mount up with wings? What does this mean here? I think it fits with the Sunday school lesson today. Anybody? How do, how do eagles mount up? Yeah. So what's he have to do to do that? He has to put his wings out. He can't just sit there like this, right? <laughs> so how do I put my wings out? We're in John 14 this morning talking about those that love me keep my commandments. And then we got to talking about John 15, those that abide in me, abide in the vine. That, was that other song we talked about, you know, Holy Spirit, may your power flow through us. Well, you know what? I have a big part to play with that. The Holy Spirit can't answer that and have power of God flow through me if I'm not abiding in the vine. I kind of picture abiding in the vine. There's things I need to get rid of so that it's not cutting off that, uh, that flow. The eagle spreads its wings. He's not flapping his wings. He's not like, oh, I got to work so hard to get up there. No, he needs to get to the current and just spread his wings. It's a good lesson in that, right? Got to spread my wings so I can ride God's current. God has the power. He is the wind. The Holy Spirit is a picture of the wind. Um, if I'm flapping my wings all week, there's something wrong. That can be convicting. So how do we spread our wings like eagles so that we can ride God's current? God's current is there. It's not his problem if I'm not rising with it. Good song for today. No, so me do. With wings as eagles, so shall they rise. With wings as eagles, free in the skies. The ground cannot keep them, no wrong can o'erleap them. They're free, soaring free, and their strength never dies. With 
with wings as eagles, O liberty, with wings as eagles, so cheerfully, rough winds cannot halt them, no words can insult them. They're free, soaring free, rising confidently. With wings as eagles from earth set free, with wings as eagles flying with thee, their joy is not to think in the, um, as we were talking about John 14 there, we all want the results. But what spoke to me is I need to be looking for the things that are cutting off the supply. Those are the things that, um, you know, if the Holy Spirit convicts me and I don't do it, that cuts off the supply. If, I don't know what else, that's kind of what I was looking for. What else did we mention there? What cuts off supply? Sure, yeah. The whole plant dies then. Yeah. If that flame is, the warmth of the sun is gone. So what is, we, in time management discussion, we talked about um, distractions. Distractions cut supply, because they're, I'm, um, spending my time feeding from something other than the vine. I'm not exactly what that would look like on my tomato plant, but, but distractions are huge in our, in our world. 
one of the thoughts out there for time management is don't look at your phone for the six, first 60 minutes of your day. First 60 minutes of your day. I'm not doing, I mean, I'm not doing that one. I am looking at my phone in the first 60 minutes. So that kind of spoke to me. It gets my day started before I've had time to just be quiet before the Lord. Or think about the big things in life that I need to answer and, and change and move into. That's a distraction. My phone cuts off, this can be a, a, um, one of those distractions that cuts off the supply. It keeps me from ab abiding in the vine. <clears throat> so sin, not listening to the Holy Spirit, um, growing cold toward God. Um, my phone, just to get real practical. Those are things that cut off the supply. So. What's that? Okay, not trusting God. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because what do we do when I don't trust God? Okay, so I got to figure it out myself. Pull away. Pull away. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. I'll go hide in my corner. You don't care about me anyway. You're not changing anything in my life, so. Um. I guess I've been wrestling with this thing of when, um, okay, how do we know God's will for me? What? Um, you know, one of Paul's prayers that comes up again and again is he prayed for people that they would know the wisdom of God and understand his will for their lives. So that's something to be praying about. Paul prayed that for um, the people that he was an apostle to. Um, so I need to be concerned about the things that cut off fellowship with God or else I'm not going to know his will. I'm not going to understand him. But it starts with, you know, belief. How, so how do I believe in him and whom I have not, of whom I have not heard? And how shall I hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they be sent? Um, that's in Romans. Um, so if people aren't believing... Paul was saying God's heart is that people go and talk and preach. Um, it's not just the world that gets offended at preaching. We do too, don't we? He said the foolishness of preaching is what God's going to use. And, um, so am I making my decisions in life based on my own understanding? Like, oh, that's a foolish way to bring about change, you know. Um. <clears throat> Seek to be a preacher of God's word. 
Art still has an open um, invitation, I think, on Sundays over at the rest home. If you want to practice preaching, there's an opportunity. So you're saying a spirit of entitlement leads us to distrust. Because we're trying to control. I don't know that I ever made that connection before. That makes sense. Um, I mentioned it this morning at breakfast that um, <coughs> what hit me in Ghana was the the believers, the Christians, were so happy. What's, so what's different about me? I feel entitled. And I'm not, I don't have everything that I think belongs to me. That's what's different. But we see so much in America, and their stars, some of them are struggling with it too because they have social media now. They see the whole rest of the world has so much stuff that they have absolutely no access to and probably never will. <laughs> and so that's creeping in there. I wish they could just stop where they are and keep what they have. But they want what we have. And I said, <coughs> they don't know what they're saying. I don't want what we have. I want what they have, a simple faith in God and not a demanding of more or nicer or more comfort or, you know, whatever it is. Becky and I were talking on the way down about the danger of comparisons. Hmm. Like, instead of yeah. just running my own race, looking left and right, like that just, yeah. man, it takes you in the weeds so fast. Yeah. I think I shared this a couple months ago, but one of the questions, Lord, why am I here? What's my purpose? Why am I here? But that's, you know, and then strive to fulfill that purpose. Why do you have me here? 
God says those that seek him will find him, right? We will find that. But what's the intent of my heart? To be comfortable or to seek first God's kingdom? My intent will lead to results. We fight against that. We try to divorce the two. <laughs> because we don't want to change our intent. I want different results, but I don't want to change my heart. <clears throat> I don't know what my heart was yesterday. But my wife wanted me to cut in those little notches that you have to do in pocket doors to put in the handles. And I'm like, I don't know where the tool is. Um, what was my other excuse? I had all kinds of stuff going through my head. But she was like, could you just do this simple little thing for me? That's what it always starts out as. <laughs> And five hours later, I'm still working on it. <laughs> Could you do this simple little thing for me? But what's the intent of my heart, right? It challenged my intent. Am I married to this lady? Do I love this lady? Or is my intent something else? Is my intent that she always serves me? That I have comfort? I just want to sit there with my cup of coffee. And I've got Bible school programs to edit. Thank you for reminding me this morning. But, you know, <laughs> we can use those things to get out of, to hide our true intent, right? But it kind of woke me up as I was like, okay, so what's going on here? You know, getting curious about myself. I am looking for ways to bless my wife. So this is the way that we'll bless her today. And so I went and looked for the tool. And I didn't find the tool. So I did some other stuff. And then I went and looked for it again. And didn't find it, so I did some other stuff. And then I finally found it. And my grandson was sleeping, so I just marked it off. And you know, I kind of slowly worked at it for a while, the things I could do. I finally got it done. And then we couldn't find the handles. <laughs> so now we got holes in the doors. No handles, but that's an easy, that's an easy part. So that we are to the simple part now. But I still have intents in my heart that are not godly, is what that reveals. I mean, be willing to face what are the true desires of my heart. Because the intent of your heart will eventually take you there. Well, we're young and strong, and, and you know, sometimes you say, wow, why did that old guy just go off the rails? And we say, we never saw that coming. I believe it's because when he was young, he could take care, he could hide the intents of his heart, but it eventually comes out. The intents of our heart are the things that we need to be concerned about. And they're revealed by those little attitudes like, I don't want to do this for my wife today. Okay? So I'm just looking for comfort. 
I think where that can lead is, at best, a poor relationship. And at worst, it can lead to all kinds of other stuff. So the intent of our heart. And if you look in Scripture, God talks about the desires of our hearts. Um, so I might have a, a, a God's purpose for my life. I realize what it is. I have a desire to follow that. But I have no idea what it looks like. God says he'll give us the desires of our heart. Don't lay that desire down. Keep it. It will eventually come. Um, just like on the bad side, that desire will eventually come. No matter how good we want to look to everybody, on the good side, that desire will actually come eventually. So be concerned about what your desires are. What are you desiring to see happen? <clears throat> Right. 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 So blaming external circumstances for where we're at, for what we're experiencing. Oh, yeah, we can find all, all kinds of good reasons why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. In that circumstance. Right. Where's my responsibility here? No. I chose to build a house. I chose not to hire out the entire thing. I chose to do this. I right. chose to say, I guess, for that, right? Yep. Like in what way? If you love me, keep my commandments. Right. Yeah. Life will love a cheerful giver too. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, these things, trying to put um, meat on these bones of understanding how do we walk with God? How do, what does this look like in practicality? Yeah. Um, God will show us by His Spirit. It's, he said he will teach us. The Holy Spirit was sent to teach us all things. Okay. Ada May. You want to bring a mic over? <clears throat> okay, I'm kind of reverting back to the very first verse that you shared. I think that was John 14. Oh, fuck. What was it? That whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will hmm. I do. 
Uh, John 15. John 15. I don't, yeah. So we have, the verse in Mark 11, we have just kind of looked at that very seriously. Because um, they were Jesus' own words. Therefore I say unto you, what's the, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. And I know we have gone back and forth on that with my daughter, and you know, she's praying and believing that their marriage will be coming back together like God wants it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, she says, I'm praying the invisible right now. It's already there, it's mm -hmm. just not visible. And Linda gave me a tract on that very verse. A very good tract that brings out just different thoughts about mm. that verse in the natural. Mm how the deed of your house, you know, whether you see it or not, mm. it's still your house. You yeah. know, it, just, it just brought out really clear things and it's like, it has just been um, a challenge and a blessing to see how God is using that verse mm. and praying the invisible to become visible. Mm. So I thought it just goes hand in hand with how you started the whole, mm. you know, with that verse. Do I really believe what I'm praying is already there? It's just not visible yet. Hmm. <laughs> so I guess it's there's just a challenge for me. Yeah, there's and for so, so much more. There's authority for the believer to walk in. You shall tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Yeah. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, do I just let myself get buried? Or do I know, you know what, I can stand up. God is here. I can raise the standard. God will raise up a banner in that day. Um, all is not lost. Yeah. Yeah. And he does say, what things soever ye desire. Yeah. I guess the question is, is my desire right? Yeah, and there's scripture that talks to that too. Do, am I doing it to for a personal gain, you know, to consume it on my own lust. Um, and so we need, that's why this whole thing of intent and what's my motive. But as we clear that out and the power of God is allowed to flow, things, things happen because that's what God's power does. It accomplishes what he sends it out to do. He says about his word. What, what is that? That's extension of his power. <clears throat> and we've, we've seen God work in this in smaller ways where we just prayed and believed and God, God did it. Hmm. Doesn't always work that way, but then he has a purpose for it. I'd like to pray, yeah, I mean, if you want, we'll pray for that. I have another prayer request here, too, that, um, from Daniel this morning. But that kind of takes me back to brother's meeting discussion about um, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And kind of where we came to is what are the things that are cluttering the outer courts of the temple of my life that needed need to be cleared out. Jesus went in to clear out the outer courts so that the Gentiles could worship God. 
Am I walking around with clutter so that the Gentiles that are on the outside can't see God because of what's in my life? Um, three things. God's temple, which ye are. We are told we are the temple today of God is a place of God's presence. And we see this in the physical in the Old Testament. It was built to be a place of God's presence. It was a place of God's power to be displayed. And it was a place for worship of God to happen. So those three things, God's power, God's presence, and God's worship, um, is my temple a free and clean place so that that's what can happen there? Here, that what, that's what can happen here. Um, so that we can walk in authority and pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Not my comfort come, you know, my will be done, my stuff be done, but God's. Um. Go ahead, David. I had two things I wanted to ask the Lord for, and I also want to ask that my brothers and sisters should help me in this prayer. Uh, The first is just, I hope uh, for my friend John, with all the hardships he's going through now, that his hardships should help him find the Lord. And the second is just um, that I should want to be able to have the chance to see and talk again with my friend Hannah, I haven't seen for almost 10 years now. So those were the two things that uh, I just want to ask the Lord for and that I hope you all will help me pray for. And um, besides is, that... Her name is Hannah? Yes. Okay. And besides that, I just wanted uh, to say, I think, I think uh, my brothers and sisters here have made a good point, and I think that um, when we ask, uh, you know, if we ask without entitlement and, you know, without mm. even expecting anything, but even so, knowing that the Lord will answer, then, you know, I think that really, it really fills us up with gratitude. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'll share Daniel's prayer request. I don't know the name of the village. Do you remember? The, there's two villages next to each other. One of them has um, a church in it that is a part of their, the charity Bible churches. The other village does not. And the church is not involved in this. But the villagers are from, in these two villages, it's two different tribes. And for years, I forget the story. He told me the whole story when we were over there. Um, But the one village, the chiefs have been chosen from that village for that area. And now the other village is saying, this is really our area. The chiefs should come from our, you know, our people. And so the two tribes are, have been arguing for months, I think, or years about this. Well, now they're starting to try to intimidate each other by shooting at each other, and it's escalating within the last two weeks. Um, and he's just praying. And Pastor Peter has traveled there from Bonbon to be a peacemaker. The police have been called in. They're trying to settle it down. Uh, Pastor Peter is there as a peacemaker between the two groups. 
Um, he said it's, it's become a big deal. So he asked if we'd pray, be praying for those two villages to be brought to peace. And um, so let's all stand now and we can be praying for Ada Mae. What's it's John and Ruthie? Is that who you're talking? Can we? Yeah. Is it all right to mention their name? I already did, but um, I think we mostly know what's been happening there. We'll pray for them and um, for their marriage to be healed. And for John, your friend, to come to the Lord through um, this trial in his life, the hardships, and that you would be able to um, see your friend again, Hannah. Um, let's pray. Father, we um, are humbled. To think that we can come boldly before you. Your heart is that all men would be saved. And so many times in these difficulties in life, situations, men get angry at you and go farther from you rather than coming to you for the answer. I pray for John that he would not turn from you further, but that he would turn toward you in the difficulties he is facing. And, and David's desire to um, talk with Hannah again. They have some experience in the past and pray that you would um, guide him in that and make that possible. I also pray for John and Ruthie for the healing of this marriage. Lord, you are doing a work. You have already answered prayer. We just bring this before you again. Don't let them go, but may they know your presence. May they know your heart. And I pray for these um, their dear children also. You bring um, comfort and healing to them. But we pray for this uh, marriage to be, um, for healing to happen and for them to be a testimony of your, your love and your purposes in their lives being fulfilled. We pray for these two villages, these two tribes that are fighting and bitter against each other and each desiring to have one of their own men be chief. Give Pastor Peter much uh, wisdom in words and in actions as he seeks to, as he is the uh, mediator there. Um, we pray that no one would get shot, that there would be no bloodshed over this. And may there be a testimony of your name uh, and your power in bringing this together and that your church may grow and that your kingdom will grow in that area. So we lift these before you, trusting you. And I pray for each one here that as we go, we will be 
diligent, striving to walk excellently before you and to do away with the, the, the things that are cutting off the abiding in you, the things that are distracting and the time wasters. May we be brutal with ourselves and soft with others, showing your mercy and your grace and your love, but with an eye to, for ourselves that we will one day stand before you and give account for every idle word, every idle action, every time that we checked out and went and did whatever it is instead of abiding in you. May we know what that, that is, and may there is a, your Holy Spirit is faithful. You guide us in these things. And as we walk with you and by your Spirit, you said those who follow your Spirit, they are your sons and daughters. It's not those who know the most about your Bible. It's not those who are doing the most work in the kingdom, feeding the hungry, visiting prisons, but it's those that are doing your word, doing your commandments as you talk by your Holy Spirit. Father, may we recognize this, help us to understand it, that we may know your will. Um, <clears throat> May your, we thank you for your mercy as we grow and as you draw us toward yourself. You show us your mercy and your grace. We thank you for that. We thank you for your voice and for your Holy Spirit. Protect us from the enemy this week. Lord, keep us in your care. I know that you send your angels to stand guard around your people. We thank you for that. You have protected us thus far. And you will go with us in the days ahead. Father, we look to you for strength and for healing. <clears throat> I ask for um, healing in other broken relationships in our midst here and outside. Give us wisdom and even humble us in our hearts that we'd be willing to approach those that we have, that we are at odds with. What do we gain by standing up against you in these things? We pray for revival to come. Father, there's so many So many lines drawn, so much stupid junk going on. 
May we be man enough to stand up and say, I no longer will take part in this stuff. And then go out and show your love. May our lips only open to speak love. When your Holy Spirit tells us to shut up, may we shut up. And when your Holy Spirit tells us to talk, may we talk. May nothing be done of our own. Lord Jesus, you said that you only speak the things that you have heard of your Father. Oh, that we would be people that could say the same thing. May this prayer and this song that we sang at the beginning be true. Cry of each of our hearts, move in our midst, the Spirit of God. May it be the true intent of our hearts that we only do what you tell us to do. May we be honest about the intents of our hearts, no matter how much it hurts, um, no matter how stupid it might make us look. We're not gaining anything by holding out on you. Not anything of worth. Not anything that will last for eternity. Lord, move in our midst. Anyone else want to pray yet? Seek ye first the kingdom of God.
Someone have a song on your mind? I don't have one picked for at the end here. <laughs>